0: Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, Ask the Experts. Our weekly podcast and video show offers Shopify's ecosystem of brand owners, store developers, app providers, investors, and marketing agencies, insights from case studies and discussions with marketing and e-commerce experts. Grow faster with tips, tricks, and proven strategies and learn what's new in e-commerce, digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host and business development director at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to welcome you to today's show. Today's topic is how to drive more sales and brand loyalty with the proven concept of donations versus discounts. Our expert is the founder of Gives. He'll be joining us in just a moment. I'm very excited to introduce him to you and and kind of dissect the difference between a donation versus a discount. And if you visit his LinkedIn profile, he says, as simple as a discount, as impactful, as a donation. So we'll find out more about what is behind that simple coin phrase that he has on his LinkedIn page. Before I introduce you to our special guest, I want to mention that all of this incredible, invaluable information for today's show is brought to you by Engage. And we are super excited here at Engage to let you know that as of May 2022, this year, we have officially launched our latest app, SMS Messaging for Shopify Stores. If you weren't aware of the statistics with message rates opens, the open rate right now of SMS messaging is about 98% compared to email, which sits at about 20%. So if that isn't reason enough to hop on board with your e-commerce or Shopify business and try an SMS app you're missing out, you're leaving a lot on the table. Our app makes it super easy to not only build customer lists faster, but increase sales, save time with automations, and set up things like subscription-based services and also targeted personalized campaigns. So check out our app. It's SMS messaging for Shopify, and you can find out more at ngage.com. That's www.engage.com. And right now we're offering a free 30-day trial of the app. And with that trial, you get 500 free SMS messages to take for a test drive. So check it out. Try it out. It's risk free. And as I mentioned, if you're not currently using an SMS messaging app for your e-commerce business, you've got nothing to lose but a huge amount of business to gain. So make sure you check us out. You've got nothing to lose. All right. Before I get started, I want to introduce you to our new guest. His name is Andrew Foreman. And if you don't know who Andrew is, you need to. He is the founder and CEO of Gives. And before that, Andrew spent six years in investment banking and was the treasurer of a nonprofit organization. He holds an MBA from Harvard Business School and a BA in, oh my goodness, mathematics and economics. Oh, and uh, that is from Hamilton College. Not easy things to get a degree in. I will say that. He is uh, joining us today from New York, and he is also a proud dad of a three-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son. And when he's not getting all that cardio chasing them around the house or the office, he's trying to get in some time for recreational sports as well. Fun fact about Andrew, when he was in school, he not only played football, but he was also a member of the orchestra. Andrew, welcome to today's show. Thank you for being our guest expert. May I take a stab at the instrument you might have played in school?
1: Yeah. Thanks, Marissa, for, for having me on. I'm very excited to be here. And yes, I'll even give you two guesses because it's a pretty slim shot that you'll okay. get it on the first try.
0: Okay. Now, I want to ask, am I allowed to ask one question before I make a guess? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I was in the band. I played trumpet. So band was a certain class of instruments. And then orchestra was mostly strings, no horns. Was that the same with your orchestra? Or was your orchestra like all the instruments?
1: No, it was mostly strings. But I'll give you even a a bigger hint. It was a woodwind instrument that I played in the orchestra.
0: Okay, I'm going to guess the oboe.
1: That's a really, really good guess. And probably the best first guess that that i hear um so given that you you have a shot at the second guess.
0: okay well the oboe is more rare than say a clarinet or a saxophone a wind instrument
1: it's really close to oboe double reed instrument
0: double reed saxophone clarinet oboe is there something called like a Piccolo? That's not a reed instrument, is it? No.
1: Piccolo is a is a flute. Is like a small flute. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, works, I think works. I did
0: a pretty good job guessing. I'm going to let you share with our audience and myself yeah. what that you instrument did a, You
1: was. did a great job. It's uh, it was called a bassoon. <gasps> yeah the bassoon. And,
0: wow. Uh,
1: yeah, not, not too many football playing bassoonists walking around. So uh,
0: I can't think of any actually. So congratulations on being the one and only. <laughs> That's funny. I actually remember growing up thinking that that was a funny, silly sounding instrument. And for that reason, I didn't ever have an interest in playing it. <laughs> Seriously, because bassoon sounds like buffoon, you know?
1: It, it does sound like that. And I, I will say for, for for me, I played saxophone growing up up until high school when I didn't want to march in the marching band, but I still wanted to play an instrument. And so it's actually partially, it's, it's illegal in some states to march with a bassoon. So that's how I got around it um, in terms of if I could play the bassoon, I could play my football games, not get hounded by the by the band teacher to march because i was playing bassoon they also everybody needs bassoons in their in their uh band or orchestra because nobody plays it and so there's a couple of reasons why but at the end of the day yeah you're sitting in the in the heart of the orchestra holding a lot of long notes but it's it's fun
0: that is really cool well um i guess we can say thanks to um your your band teacher not making you march and some of the legal laws you didn't grow up i guess to become neither a, a professional bassoon player nor a professional football player. Actually, we can't think, but we can certainly thank your intelligence and your led you into investment banking, which then led you into founding Gives, which is all about growing sales and giving back. Um, yeah. And we're going to talk about that. Tell me a little bit about the transition. I know you started in investment banking. What was it that led you on a path to, to found your own company, Gives?
1: Yeah, so for me I was really separating <clears throat> I was living two different lives here in terms of initially separating, you know, paying the bills through investment banking and and having some sort of impact uh on the world through through our not through a nonprofit. So I was the treasurer of a nonprofit for 5 years while I was doing the investment banking work um and so nights and weekends went into this went into this nonprofit and and all day every day went into went into investment banking back in in those long hours. So I wanted to find something that I could combine those two efforts and not have to live separate lives to, to solve that, that piece of, you know, really wanting to give back while making money and paying bills. And so when I went back to business school, I was looking for an opportunity to quite frankly, join a company initially that would have this kind of double bottom line. Um, I was more on the like, Hey, it definitely needs to make money first. I, I know that in order to be sustainable from my days as a Treasure of a nonprofit, I did not want to rely on donations. I needed a sustainable business model. And then if we could have as much impact as possible, that would be fantastic. And so through those two years of business school, they're asking you, what are you going to do with this one and precious life over and over again? And uh-huh. we came up with the idea for Gibbs where we could actually build it into, so my whole goal now is to go to a brand and really any brand, it doesn't have to be e-commerce, we're starting with e-commerce, but you can start with e-commerce and say, hey, do you want to make more money? Yes or no. And, and they're going to say yes to that every time. Um, and I say, okay, great. Well, I have a way that you can make more money, but also give back and, and give a lot of money back to all sorts of different charities that your customers care about. But I don't even want to go there. I, I want to convince the person that doesn't even necessarily want to do good, that they have to do this and they end up doing good as a byproduct of wanting to make more money. So, so that's the, um, that's the end goal for me
0: that's really cool. And when you go to your website, it says Gives is the e-commerce marketing platform that grows sales, creates social impact, and reduces discount dependency. And and I think that's really what we're going to get into today. We're going to talk about this idea that there's a difference between donations and discounts. So for those of you watching on the video, you see I just popped up a quick little outline of today's talk. For those listening on the podcast, I'll read through this for you. But Andrew's here to help us understand how to drive more sales and Loyalty with the proven concept of donations versus discounts. And Andrew's going to share with us four key points. The first being why discounts are so problematic for long-term and long-term growth. Then he'll talk about how brands are embracing the consumer movement towards social good, and I'm excited to hear your thoughts on that, Andrew. Also, how donation incentives truly work. The math, which I know you know all about with your math degree behind the ROI, And then I'll talk about short-term versus long-term effects of the incentives. So I know you just mentioned that discounts were something that you helped to educate your clients on in terms of them not necessarily being the best way to grow and scale and maybe not being the best way to make money. So let's start there because this idea of donation versus discount is obviously your business model. Share with us your thoughts on why discounts are so problematic.
1: Yeah, so it's funny because now brands are ta- that I talk to, they're saying, "Wait, are you sitting on our on, on as a fly on our wall <laughs> and during our meetings because they are talking about this day in day out? How do we?" start to wean off of discounts if we've already started to take the quote-unquote discount drug, which is a term I'm hearing over and over again now, people referring to discounts as the discount drug. And, and I think they're, they're problematic for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, obviously it takes margin straight off straight off the top, right? And that's all, uh, all, all margin that could have fallen to the bottom line. Um, selling a $100 product for Seventy-five or eighty dollars is just twenty to twenty-five dollars of pure margin that that is getting taken off the top. So there's there's obviously that issue. That said, if it drives a ton more sales, there's the short-term gain aspect of it, where you know maybe you wouldn't, you know maybe you're making two x three x the amount of sales that you would have otherwise, and it's worth it from that standpoint. But the problem is. Next week, when you have to grow week over week sales, what are you supposed to do? You're going to have to do another discount. Next year, this time, when you want to grow, drive year over year sales, you might have to discount again. And it's hard to get away from it, and so you end up in this cycle of always having to donate and this race, uh, always having to um, to discount. And it's ultimately this race to the bottom with your competitors, who are now forced to discount, et cetera, et cetera. And and in a day and age where people are really starting to pay attention to, hey. I don't want to buy from a discount brand but if they already have in their mind that they're not going to pay full price at your brand that leaves you in a tough spot because they don't they no longer want to buy from discount brands they want to buy quality products quality products are less are are less and less giving discounts apple kind of set that model but you know fewer and fewer discounts being given by quality brands but if you're already a brand that they think of as a discount brand hard to come back from that and you see it with like a jc penny going out of business and things like this like if you're offering discounts on discounts on discounts it's really bad in in the long term and so brands are trying to figure out how do we start to back off the discounts that we have been giving or or not start the the discount
0: the drug the cycle yeah i think that's interesting that you refer to discounts as a drug because when people get used to a certain thing Like a discount, or always getting that discount code the same day every month, or for the same amount. It's true that consumers are going to experience withdrawal if you just take those away. And they're probably, if they haven't achieved a loyalty factor with your brand, they're probably not going to buy something at full price. They're probably going to talk themselves into trying to find something like yours that does offer a discount code, even if it's for like a first time customer. They're willing to say, you know, screw brand A that's been giving me discounts all year. They're no longer going to give me that 50%. I'm going to go sign up for free texts, at least with this other company, just to get 15% off a similar product, right?
1: Oh, totally. And that's where, you know, we're a little bit early, although people are, are always looking at Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but if you could avoid the 40 or 50%, you know, the deep discounts on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, I've always, I've, I've maintained this my, my entire life, but, and, and this has been you know, a lot of individuals have said to me the same thing, like, hey, once you buy something 40% off, 50% off from a brand, you're never buying full price from that brand ever again. There's just no way. 20% sure you can come back from, I, I do think the best practice is to sign up for an SMS program or to sign up for something or to make your first purchase, you get 10% off. I think folks are trained on that. I think that's mm-hmm. a good use of, of, of a discount. And I think people really enjoy that that loop. And I think you don't mess with that, right? You say, okay, here's your 10% off your first purchase. But then as few discounts you can do from there, uh, the better.
0: So let's talk then about the opposite of a discount. Maybe not the opposite, but a, a different way to reward a customer and do good. This idea of a donation. So share with us the the model that your company gives is based on. And for those of you who are listening and you're already like, oh, I want to know more about this company. We'll share that at the end of the show, but I will pop it up for you now. If you're watching on the video, it is www.givesgivz.com. So this is the basis of, of your agency. Share with us a little bit about this idea of a donation versus a discount.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the second big topic, so first is discounts people are trying to get away from. Second is that consumers are demanding some sort of purpose-driven activity from the brands they're buying from now more than ever. This is not a fad and people want it to be individualized. If you have 10,000 customers, they care about 9,000 different things. If you have 10 million customers, they care about eight and a half million different things. So you want to be able to personalize this purpose to your end consumers. And that's a really really tall task. and so it gives us at the next of these two trends allowing you to replace discounts with donations as we talk about as we talk about here. But what that looks like is something like, hey, um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, to take the extreme example, you can do, instead of doing a 40% off, you can do a 20% off plus 20% to give to a charity of your choice. Or this Labor Day, you know, you can do something like 10% off plus 10% to give to a charity of your choice. And then even further, during Pride Month, let's say you didn't want to run a, a, a discount at all, you could actually run something like, hey, it's the last week of Pride Month. 10% of your purchase is going to go to the LGBTQ charity of your choice if you purchase, you know, in this last week of uh, of June. And, and we've seen that be extremely, extremely effective to the point where it acts like a discount. So to bring back to the LinkedIn piece, it's as simple as a discount, but it's as impactful as a donation because you're letting your customers decide what they care about most. And they get to pick the LGBTQ charity that they care about most in, in that case. Um, and and so that's that's what this is this is all about.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And I think that there are a lot of very successful e-commerce businesses and subscription based businesses that have taken this idea of doing good, pairing it with their story, which we have talked a lot about during our series from Engage, talking about how building a story, building a brand, having, you know, it be true and personal, sharing not only how you can help somebody problem solve their issue, but how you're, you know, again, helping to do better. I think of the Bomba socks, right? Or like the Tom's or, shoes,
1: yeah, yep. right?
0: Like that business model has really, I don't want to say it's blown up because I don't think it's like, oh, everybody's doing it. But I think that for those business owners and founders who see the doing good piece as a big part of what they want to do in the world, for those people, it's become a no-brainer. And it has really helped certain e-commerce and and other businesses really get quite far ahead for their product category.
1: Yeah, I think I, I would throw Warby Parker in that category as well, right? So the Warby Parkers, Bus Toms. We really think of this as Toms. I, I, I Initially, when we came up with this, we are like, hey, this is a Toms 2.0 model, right? Um, and if yeah. you look at Toms in particular, they've ran, been around long enough and they, you know, they were the first people to really go after this and kind of make the mistakes um, of sending so many shoes to the same spot that the place was like, I don't need any more shoes. And so now if you go and shop at Tom's, you actually find that they do some version of gives where they're basically saying like, you know, Hey, what, what's the, what's the here's six, different impact initiatives that we have here at Tom's, which one do you want to support with your purchase? And so that is, is, you know, they've kind of moved towards what we are, what we are doing. And so we've called this the Tom's 2.0 model um, before for, for exactly that reason. So that's awesome.
0: Well, let's dive into the numbers because being that you're kind of a math guy um, obviously you shared with us that there is math behind this, that proves that it can work, proves it. it 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 is um not only successful but it's math that you use to incentivize your clients to to give your model a try so let's talk about the math behind yeah. this this theory or this yeah
1: so we found a best practice to basically be something like hey if your average order value on your site is $38 then you say spend over $50 and we'll give Five percent back to give to a. We'll give you five percent back to give to any charity that you want. And so now somebody's on your site, and this is all you know. It's very site dependent in terms of what your products are, and and is is somebody likely to add one extra item to the cart? But we've seen it work there. We've seen it work at the two hundred dollar price point. So like you know, average order value is one fifty. So you say spend two hundred or more, incentivizing people to just add that one extra item of clothing to their cart or whatever it may be. Um, and people, it's it's almost like the the free shipping banner version 2.0 where now yes. every because of Amazon you have to or you have to offer free shipping at either a really low threshold or just on every single order. But now how do you increase average order value? Now you can do it using the the, the gives offering. So a lot of our clients will have free shipping at 25, but if you spend over 50, you get 5% back to give to a charity of your choice or free shipping at hundred. But if you spend over 150, you get $10 to give to a charity of your choice, like something like that. And so what we've seen is a 10, anywhere from a 10 to 30% lift in average order value. And that happens over six to eight weeks, just a straight up to the right lift in your average order value. And then it eventually plateaus somewhere slightly below the, uh, the, the, um, spend threshold that you've set for, for Gibbs. And we just had one of our clients move up the spend threshold because they got somebody to just underneath the, uh, you know, they they've seen, you know, three or four months of extended, you know, higher average order value, actually 24% higher average order value than they had before. So they just increased the spend threshold. They said, all right, instead of spending over 100, you just have to spend over 150 to get the 10% to give to a charity of your choice. And it's really exciting seeing that as a business side of things, because again, it comes back to the ROI here is just extremely high. Like, yes, I'm happy to donate this money if somebody's spending over $150. Maybe I can't donate on every single order, but Mm -hmm. people that are spending over $150, dollars I can donate $10 there. It makes financial sense for my business and I'm actually going to make more money doing it and have a good impact while while we're going.
0: That's awesome. I really, I like how that makes me feel. You're making me feel all warm and squishy inside. I like that. I think what's really neat too is this does, you know, when you have customers that are loyal to your brand and they love your story, they love your product. That not only gives you another way to increase that loyalty and that community because you can go to that customer at the end of a year and say, hey, from all your purchases this year, you've given like $400 to this woman shelter or, you know, you've given $250 to this LGBTQ charity or this adoption agency or this whatever it may be. Totally. And I can't think of anybody who wouldn't love to just get an email like, hey, because you love our shoes so much you know you've got 17 people out there now walking around with shoes on that they didn't have before like that is so great
1: it's it's really exciting and and we want to help our brands to the point where you know yes individuals you know even individual brands have supported now hundreds some have supported thousands of different charities that their customers care about but even as a overall gives community now with nearly a hundred brands using gives, every single day, it's, you know, how do we get all of them to see the combined impact that they've had, right, of now we just crossed a million dollars of of actual real dollars that have gone to charities, um, to thousands of different charities now, um, let them know that, like, hey, you are a part of something much bigger, the brands are a part of something bigger, and everybody who shopped and took the two seconds after to choose a charity and allocate that money after a qualifying purchase, let all those folks know like, hey, yes, this is something that you're a part of that you've contributed to just by shopping at brands that you love.
0: That's so great. Now I am on the Gives website looking at some of the brands that you have on here. Um, Koala, Invigorated Water, Naturally Urban, Holy Clothing, Jupiter, Papa Barkley, Sheets and Giggles, Fur Haven. I see lots of like allusions to alluding to pet products, which gets me excited because I'm such a dog lover. Um, are there any companies or businesses that you really don't feel is a fit for this model? Or do you feel like some type of this model can really work with any e-commerce business or
1: yeah, no, actually business? it's, it's- it's a great question, Marissa. For for us, I wish we almost had like a okay, no, this is exactly who it works for. But so far, we've seen it work across the board, from electric bikes to pets and wellness. Clearly, makes sense. But um, we've worked with a ton of fashion and beauty brands. It works extremely well on on that side of uh, on that side of the house. We even have gone outside of e-commerce altogether and signed financial institutions. Um, And so like they're incentivizing, make a deposit into your checking account and get X dollars to get to a charity of your choice. So it doesn't even have to be e-commerce. We have a restaurant here in New York who's, you know, selling more bao buns of the month than he ever even wanted to sell because he's (laughs) put, you know, an incentive, a donation incentive on them of, you know, buy the value of the month, get $5 to give to a charity that you care about and here in New York, and and he features local charities here in New York and it's just, that's ultimately what we're building here in terms of you want to incentivize anybody to do anything. It used to be that it was a discount or what are you going to do? But what if you wanted to incentivize people to listen to this podcast or to tag you on Instagram or do something like that or share? You can do all of that now with, with donation incentives. And that's the infrastructure that we're building.
0: Well, this is a perfect thing to offer in terms of our show, because you know our show, our series, Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, really talks to the ecosystem of Shopify, brand owners, mm-hmm. web developers, you know, brands, mm-hmm. and even other agencies, and your Your entire model is available for Shopify stores and is very easily integrated with basically a very simple kind of chat box almost is what it looks like that gets displayed after a customer checks out, right? So a customer checks out and then is able to choose the charity they want to donate to if they have hit the threshold.
1: That's it. Yeah, exactly. So if they made a qualifying purchase, whatever and those qualifying conditions are set by the the brand. So yeah, on the Shopify side of things, we have an app that's just straightforward, you know, plug in five minutes or less, and you can set up the, the parameters that you want, spend over X get Y to give to a charity, or just two percent of every purchase on Fur Haven Pet Products, you know, on, on Fur Haven, you get You get two percent of every purchase back to give to a charity of your choice. But whatever it is, if somebody makes a qualifying purchase right on the thank you confirmation page, they get to choose the charity of their choice. Importantly, you don't want people to have to make that choice ahead of checkout. You want them focused on and making a qualifying purchase. And then once they make that qualifying purchase, that's when right on the thank you confirmation page, and we can put that wherever we want. It we've actually had really work really well with post-purchase, you know, uh, surveys and stuff like this, putting this below it, or above it, trying to figure out how we get the most people to fill out the survey, as well as the most people to, you know, allocate money to to a charity that they care about most. Um, and you get to feature charities that you care about as a brand as well. So if you were to do something for Pride, you could feature the Trevor Project and feature other uh, you know, Ziva Coalition, whatever it may be, that you want to feature as a brand, you can change that up as often as you'd like and People will see that, understand what you stand for, and a lot oftentimes join you and say, like, yes, I, that's what I want to give to, or they yeah. can use the search bar and, and donate to any of over 174,000 different charities.
0: That's crazy. So you can feature a charity every month if you want that maybe sure. goes with whatever your Maybe there's a holiday or like an example, like a pride or something like that, or maybe it's International Dog Day or something like that. You want to feature like a a shelter or something that's neat. And, you know, I like that you incorporate it, integrate it right into the Shopify, you know, checkout process. But I think you mentioned something very important and key. It's after uh, a consumer has, you know, completed the process. Checked out because, of course, we always talk about the importance of making that checkout process be as frictionless as possible. So that makes a whole lot of sense. Now, you're talking about this being a very sustainable, um, really a sustainable, uh, and you know, a way to continue to increase sales and obviously measure the results. Let's end our talk today talking about short term versus long term effects of the incentives. So what are we seeing short term if, if uh, e-commerce business or any retail business were to put this model into play? And then what are we seeing in terms of long term? effects?
1: Yeah. So so I know that every person, at least when we're running a business and everybody I talk to that, you know, they're the short term is the most important <laughs> at the moment. Right. It's like, hey, I need to drive sales now. So we're seeing that 10 to 30 percent lift in average order value immediately. We're seeing a five to 10 percent increase in conversion when people see the gives offer versus when they don't. And so those are the short-term statistics that we're looking at. And and we can see those results within two to eight weeks. Um, and so very short-term type of type of deal. Now, the long-term effects are even more impressive. We still probably talk about the short-term ones more just because, hey, this is how you're going to measure it, see if it's working. But the long-term effects are quite uh, are quite interesting right we see anywhere from a 40 to 100% increase in lifetime value of customers that actually make donations um, and Wait, like I'm
0: sorry, what was that statistic again?
1: 40 to a so so 40 to 100% increase in lifetime value so folks that had actually made donations versus folks that had never seen the offer or saw the offer and didn't actually engage um, the, there's been a forty to one hundred percent increase in lifetime value one year later, and so we have a, a, a small sample set in, in terms of we've we really launched the Shopify app in August, but we had a couple of folks use this uh, last last December, and so we can track December to December and see you know how much more they purchased, and they purchased two x uh, what other people had purchased in a lot of cases, um, and forty percent at a minimum. Um, in in terms of what we're actually seeing, in terms of lifetime value increase, and so that's on the on the math side of things. But even even more interesting now, we just finished a couple of integrations, and so we'll have to build an integration with Engage as well, where you can then segment out the the people that you're texting and and say like, oh hey, you know, I know that Marissa cares about the environment because she gave to Oceana, and so on Earth Day we're going to send Marissa a text about if they, she buys now, she's gonna get 20% back to give to uh, a, an environmental charity that she cares about, but they know that Andrew cares about kids because he donated to save the children. And so on You know, Child Mental Health Awareness Day, we're gonna send Andrew a text, right? And so those are gonna be much higher converting texts um, than anything yeah. that you see before, but that only starts to build the flywheel in the longer term as you start to learn what people care about and get more and more data through the system.
0: That's incredible. That's where I'm okay with someone using my data, right? When it's going to do good for the better of the world and, uh, you know, whether it's animals or, you know, people in need. I think that we all obviously act as consumers day to day. I think we're spending more money since the pandemic, right? Because we're more comfortable being at home, entertaining ourselves, like learning new hobbies, so if we're going to be out there, we're going to be spending the same amount, if not more dollars, why shouldn't companies use their platform, their story, their brand to help build awareness and help really funnel what otherwise would have just been savings in our pockets, which who doesn't love that? And you can still have that occasional discount. That's, I think, the cool part, Andrew, is you're not saying you have to never give a discount, but you're saying, hey, let's be smart about the way we do it. And let's let's stand for something bigger and greater than ultimately just... Hanging on to a few dollars every time we order. I think that makes a lot of sense.
1: Absolutely. And I think we're and we're seeing over and over again that there's there's a whole group of folks out there that maybe if you gave them the choice of discount versus donation, they would choose, they would choose the discount. But in a blind test, they actually prefer the donation piece. Um, That's they just don't awesome. know it yet.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Andrew, I want to thank you so much for joining me today on an episode of Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify. Thank you for being our expert. I have your website, again, up on the screen. For those of you listening in on the podcast, if you are an e-commerce business, if you're a brand, if you have a Shopify store, if you're thinking of, of getting into the space where you're going to be interacting with consumers at any capacity, or maybe you even have a charity and you want to reach out to Andrew because uh, you have some questions about trying to get in touch with companies and get something like this started from the charity perspective, maybe work backwards, check out gives.com, and that's G-I-V-Z zcom and if you want to connect with Andrew, he is open to connections on LinkedIn. I always advise if you're connecting through LinkedIn, always drop a message. Let that person know that you heard them on the Engage podcast. That way they have some sort of a, um, I can't think of the word right now, like a a little bit of a reminder of maybe what you heard them talk about, a little bit of familiarity. There's a good word. So you can find Andrew and his The last part of his URL would be andrew-gives, so A-N-D-R-E-W-G-I-V-Z, and again, his name is Andrew Foreman, and when you are looking for him on LinkedIn, he's got a very nice background where it just kind of looks like he's in the city of New York just chilling out, and he's wearing a blazer. I just like to sometimes share visuals because a lot of times on linkedin you put a name in and you get like so many people so (laughs) new york city background andrew givz is how you can find him andrew any thoughts you'd like to share with our audience as we wrap up our talk today
1: no this has been great thank you marissa for for having me really really appreciate it and if and if you do drop that the engage note in into linkedin i will definitely connect um and would love to to chat with anyone who would like to connect Um, And other than that, I would just encourage people every day to think about how they can weave social impact into their day, whether it's using Gives or anything else. Um, It's rewarding.
0: Absolutely. You've got me in a great mood, by the way. And it's funny because we don't often think of being a consumer as a way to be charitable. We don't think about fulfilling our needs and shopping and retail as a way to give back. But I think Andrew Foreman from Gives has certainly made that the reality. So Andrew, congrats on all of your success at Gives and thank you so much for spending some time with us today for the Engage podcast.
1: appreciate it. Thanks so much.
0: Absolutely. Have a great day. You too. Well, if you guys aren't in a great kind of happy, charitable, spirited mood after today's interview with Andrew Foreman, I don't know, you know what's wrong with you because I am. This interview made me just really happy about not only about what Andrew and his company are doing for all of these wonderful charities, but also how they're putting into the spotlight that we can all be charitable and we can all take advantage and reap the benefits of being charitable when we're doing our everyday shopping and our everyday kind of retail rigmarole, if you will. So If you have a Shopify store, as I mentioned, if you have a brand in development, if you have some sort of a product, a website, maybe you're a charity and again, you're looking for ways to partner up with some businesses that you really like or have a story or a brand that really resonates with you and your charity, I really would suggest visiting givesgivz.com to learn more about Andrew's company and what they can do for you. And also, I did speak with Andrew before the show, and I love how he does this. This is what we're all about at Engage. If you go to gives.com, he's got a really easy to use and very simple way to communicate, and that's a chat box. So check out gives.com, drop any questions or comments you may have in the chat box, and get started there if you'd like to connect with Andrew and his team. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to thank you so much for joining in for today's podcast. I also want to remind you that. If you are a Shopify business, an e-commerce business, if you have a brand or a website out there and you're not yet using SMS messaging, you heard Andrew mention it segmenting your your customer list, being able to communicate with them and personalize and and create these great automated messages is really what it's all about. And if you visit our website engage.com, you can learn more about growing your Shopify store faster with SMS and SMS bots. We're currently offering a free trial for 30 days up to 500 free messages. And if you want to just try it once, to Take it for a test drive, it's easy to do. You can go to engage com, put in any US mobile phone number, click text me, follow the prompts, and check out exactly how our app works. And it's integratable with Shopify. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Marissa. If you have any questions, feel free to also reach out to me. You can email me at marissa.m at or you can Obviously, check out Engage on LinkedIn, and you can also check me out on LinkedIn, too. I am the Marissa Morgan, M-A-R-I-S-S-A-M-O-R-G-A-N. You guys, connect with me. If you have somebody that you know who works in the Shopify industry or has a Shopify store they'd like to come on and share more about and share about their success or maybe how they've overcome some obstacles in the course of their journey, we're always open to having new guests on our show as well. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you on our next episode.